about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. the hands we give in <laughs> uh worst gig ever i'm mike pace i'm jeff garlock and uh those are the lyrics from the classic genesis song from 1986 land of confusion on the great invisible touch record great, great. <laughs> that well is great i don't know but it's a great well now here's here's the dividing line is the video for land of confusion featuring the intricately grotesque puppets from the splitting image, spitting <laughs> image. Spitting you do it every image. time. Spitting image. Spitting image. Uh, because they weren't the spitting image. They, they were gross caricatures. They were, and and um, if you guys don't remember the video, check it out. It's got all these puppets, grotesque Phil Collins. His face looks like a puckered anus. And you loved it as a kid. I loved and it as a kid. I hated it. I hate spitting image. Spitting image, where again they did caricatures of political satire. Uh, it was kind of a sketch show, British sketch show, and and all the puppets were these grotesque, disgusting looking puppets, and kind it of made, made it of foam. All yeah, foam, foam latex. latex. Yeah, I felt like I wanted to throw up when I was a kid watching it. I hated it because yeah, Phil Collins' face looked like a puckered butthole. Yeah, it, it was disgusting, and I wasn't a big Genesis fan at the time. Uh, and, and the times have definitely the have times, changed. The times have changed. But so we bring much. up this video because our guest on on today's show is a fantastic ventriloquist named Carla Rhodes, who has uh, graced us with her presence and has also brought along a special guest, Cecil, yep. her partner in crime. This guy is—he's got stories out the puckered anus. Actually, uh, talks about these his days in vaudeville, how he cracked his skull open, all of this great kind of what would you call it? vent talk? If you if you want to if you want to uh, that's what I would call it. It's vent. That's... If you're a ventriloquist fan, it's vent talk. Yeah, but we get we get down and dirty. We and we figure out the ins and outs of what being a ventriloquist is all about. Yeah, and uh, I'm telling Mike you, falls in I, love. I was drawn in to this ventriloquist dummy's line of vision i was talking to him not through uh the the medium that was carla and it did something you learned to believe in magic that is (laughs) i do believe in magic uh you're gonna believe in this episode which is which is magic definitely other things you can do are subscribe to the podcast yeah go to itunes listen to old episodes at worst gig ever podcast dot no where worst gig ever podcast dot tumblr dot com that's right uh, send us an email worst gig ever at gmail dot com if you have any suggestions for future guests if you got any worst gigs of your own if you've got just thoughts on the world life uh, and how to live it life but how to live it hmm? exact questions <laughs> but uh and then yeah uh, go to itunes uh, give us some ratings check out the old episodes do it all but for now you let's, should listen to this one let's do it <laughs> 
amazing new character. Um, but please listen to this new character. We does, does have a name yet, and do it. He's he's too new. He's too new. <laughs> we'll too figure fresh. this one out. Carla Rhodes and Cecil. Base. A worse gig. See, it's hard to think of a of a bad gig because all my gigs are great. Of course, yeah. <laughs> are, are we done with the interview now? <laughs> oh, we're it. started. Yeah, interview over. Uh, it was great. Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, I tried to think of like I was reaching back because I started ventriloquism when I was nine. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of my first really bad gig. I also have a really bad memory. So um, <laughs> perfect. Yes. I think my first really bad gig was one of my first gigs ever. I was in the fourth grade. Okay. And I was performing for a bunch of first graders with my uh, Charlie McCarthy doll from a J.C. Penny catalog. And I was really excited, and I got up there, and his mouth broke. So I had to stop, like, one minute in, and a bunch of first (laughs) graders were just, like, making fun of me. It was really bad. But I kept on performing. I'm still performing. There you go. You came back What a broken Charlie McCarthy. Is the Charlie McCarthy doll, you think, is that the standard, like, starter for a lot of I do think it is. I mean, I had a lamb chop and I had a Charlie McCarthy. And right. you used to be able to get them out of like the JCPenney catalog. Right. And they'd be like, you could pull the string on the back. Sure. Like when they had, um, I'm 30. So this was like back probably, uh, early nineties, maybe, but you would still get the, the paper catalog. Sure. In the mail. I remember seeing, I remember yeah. thinking about ordering Charlie McCarthy yeah, and you from could, a JCPenney yeah. catalog. You could get these plastic dummies. Out of a couch. The question is, do you think that the new, newly rebranded JCP oh. carries the Charlie McCarthy doll? Definitely. You just got to go really far back. <laughs> really far back. You probably have to go into the store and like make a right turn, then a left yeah, turn, yeah. and then go into a basement and take an elevator to an underground <laughs> area <laughs> and talk to a guy with one eye and be like, I like the Charlie McCarthy the, doll. The, yeah, we got Charlie. Yeah. And then you get it in like a brown box with a little string around it. So, so, but going back to this, this, this story, when Charlie McCarthy's mouth broke, did it like his jaw fall off or did it get like no, lost? You couldn't just manipulate no, the rubber, it. No, the rubber band snapped oh. and like his just mouth wouldn't open. And I had just started ventriloquism too. Right. So, you know, and being like in the fourth grade and for the first graders. That's an emotional disaster. And that was kind of my start (laughs) in show business. (laughs) And you're like, it can only get better from here. It can only get better. I remember I was excited because I got to get out of class. Yeah. So that was cool. Any excuse to get out of class is golden. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys had this, but growing up in elementary school, if it was your birthday... It were, in my elementary school, you could go around to all the other classrooms with like munchkins and give out munchkins to the other uh, what kids? No way. Yeah, summer birthday one, so it didn't fucking matter. Anyways. Oh, you had a summer. Yeah. Birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, summer birthdays are fucking bullshit when you're uh, a kid. But also, <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think they let that. They, people would bring in our class. Yeah, but not like go walking around. That feels like you're making you spend more money than you should have. <laughs> You got to buy like eight things of Munchkins. Yeah. Well, may, no, may, I think it was just one thing of Munchkins. Oh, so we'll you got to hope that you get one. Baptiste. Um, 
So you, so this was in fourth grade. Yeah, I was like reaching back. I was trying to think because what I find performing in New York, I do so many gigs that they right. become a blur. Sure. And what I find in New York, um, actually, Kevin Kenny, who is an amazing um, musician that lives in Greenpoint, he has a band named Driving and Crying. His wife Shaney is like one of my best. Oh, friends. Wait, Driving and Crying. They, yeah. they've been a band. Yeah, like, he's amazing. They were a that's, huge yeah. band. That's for who years. Kevin is, and he plays. All, ah, okay. Next time he plays, you guys should come because he's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's your neighbor. But I remember, I uh, after one gig, I was upset in New York. This is probably maybe four years ago, and him and Shaney were there. And he he said he uh, he said Carla, here's some showbiz advice. He's like, you get to think about the gig for ten minutes afterwards, and then you move on to your next gig. Yeah, I, and that changed my. I mean, that was something that I remember very few things that people tell me because my uh, brain doesn't work. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it is kind of like that. If you do these gig, like I did a gig last night and the night before, and now I'm here on Sunday yeah. morning doing the podcast. I can't even remember Friday at this right. point. I mean, you just kind of move on to the next thing. You take what you can and move on from it. And if something is really bad, I kind of just block it out. Right. Or sure. I would probably quit performing. Sure. <laughs> well, that's, I, I think that's, because that totally applies, I mean? yeah, that yeah. totally applies yeah. to playing music too. Oh, music, yeah. totally. I mean, because uh, Kevin's a musician. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah, music. Comedy, so like it's only in, like maybe in the past couple of years of realizing, and it was a liberating film. The same thing of like same that thing. that uh, if I go home and I'm still sitting in my underwear on the couch, Crying. stressing about it and pissy, like it's pointless. Uh, the ten minutes is about it. Like it's the it's for me. It's the the car ride or the subway ride home. Yeah, and then oh yeah, yeah, because it's done. Yeah, you, you can't change it. It's right. It's, you know, you take what you can. I'm, we're getting positive. That's way a, too quickly, that's right off the bat here. For me. It's our O moment. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Brought to you by Baptiste. There we go. <laughs> Baptiste for the listener. Is the cutest little schnauzer He's, with the mustache and eyebrows. Yeah, but at this point, the listener is, is well-versed in Baptiste. He's my new Jewish boyfriend. <laughs> there we go. He is. So you start, so when you, like, basically what then, you start in fourth grade, like what brought you to ventriloquism? Oh, well, I mean, I saw Sherry Lewis on TV uh-huh. when I was a kid. I was eight or nine. I can never remember if it's like eight or nine. And I was just mesmerized by her. She had this show called Lamb Chops Play Along. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea why, but I was just like, wow, I want to be Sherry Lewis. Like this, I don't know if she was like probably in her late 50s, 60s. Right. Then. I was like, I want to be this lady. She's <laughs> right. amazing. And I got like a lamb chop puppet and just started mimicking her and um, learning all of her puppets' voices and locking myself in my room and trying to do all this ventriloquism stuff. And for some reason, I stuck with it. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea why. Well, because that's the, I mean, that's the main thing that I'm thinking about is like the why. Just because like, I think like, you know, fourth grade, I liked magic. Yeah, lot. magic. And like, then you and, give like, it I, I had the Harry Blackstone kit and like, awesome. you know, and I would buy like every trick. But like, and then there was just a certain point where I like shifted to like, well, now I'm just, you know, a musician. musician. A like, and then it's like, then comedy. And it's like, whatever it is, like, I just kind of like, kept doing that shift but i you know like the, it's it's you know yeah it's, it's like interesting kinda... to like figure something out so young and and keep right. working at it mm-hmm. um were you also like into the muppets and stuff like that i like the muppets a lot but mainly it was just like sherry lewis i mean i always kind of like really weird stuff mm-hmm. um i was into really weird animals like i always had pet parrots and pet mm-hmm. lizards which was weird for 
It was really weird for a little girl to have like a cage full of lizards. Yeah, sure. And I used to have an anole that I would make like walk like a tightrope around my room. I mean, I, I was just so weird. Wait, what's the kid. animal? A knoll? A knoll? I mean, they're they're like, uh, or is it an animal? A knoll? I mean, they're they're um they're kind of like a chameleon. They're really little and they're oh, green okay. and they turn from like green to brown and they have like this little thing that comes out underneath their chin. Right. It's, like hard to, oh, like they're, a they're basilisk. Like, yeah, like or it goes like it's, it's okay. hard to explain. Yeah. You can get them in like a pet store. They're probably like five bucks, but they're like these little lizards. Field they, trip for, for the listener. This. Get, get some knolls. Yes. Yeah, they, they would um, walk the tightrope, maybe die, and then bury, <laughs> have a matchbox funeral underneath my apple tree. But there, there was Slimer 1, Slimer 2, Slimer 3, Slimer 4. Slimer Ghostbusters. Five. Yeah, I like They're Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, I, you know what it's, That's a commitment to the name Slimer. It Lizard Slimer. But yeah, it, what it, it sounds like, it's the interaction, the, like, the, the human interaction mm-hmm. with... The puppet. Yeah. Even in Ghostbusters, when Bill Murray's standing, that gets slimed. Sure. You know, kind of, as opposed to, you know, Muppets, which is really just a, a universe of their own. You yeah. Know, right. They're just kind of interact. But the interaction between, like, mm-hmm. you as performing right. both roles yeah. is really kind of fast because it's, 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 uh, kind of a complicated thing. It takes to, a dexterity yeah. like playing drums that, like, I don't. Oh yeah, you know, like, is, like impossible. Yeah, like I think even like uh, even on this, like in our early episodes where we were doing like some bits where like we would like shift voices back <laughs> and forth. I think about that when I listen to even podcasts, like mm-hmm. just like like Comedy Bang Bang when they've got like you know a Nick Kroll who's jumping from like four characters. Yeah, and I'm like, I just don't like it's not yeah. there. It's the same again, the same reason why I can't play drum. Like I can't get like this yeah. to like. So I was like, I feel like I would end up like switching. Oh, doing yeah, I mean, I think it, I mean, you're just doing a double act yourself, yeah. basically, which is interesting. And I think maybe it's just, um, cause you have, I feel like you do have a greater capacity for learning and focusing when you're a kid, unless right. you have ADD or something. Yeah, right. Um, which a lot of people didn't have then, I guess, right? Everybody has ADD. Well, yeah. if, if it, it was never undiagnosed. Di- yeah, it was yeah. undiagnosed at the time. Yeah, but, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And I just kind of stuck with it. And I kind of, I, I really don't know why I thought about it. Yeah. I, I don't know why. So, well, what kind of, um, like training, was there a formal training or was it just kind of like a self-taught thing? Is there a <laughs> I school? I went to ventriloquism college. <laughs> I would have been, I mean. VC, yeah. yeah. I just remember, in, yeah, I remember. In Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I remember meeting yeah. a clown and being, oh yeah, you really did go to clown college. Like when I worked <laughs> at amusement park. Let's rewind there for a second. Yeah. I remember meeting a clown. I remember meeting my I first love, real clown, my friend yeah. Boomer, who I worked at the amusement park Lake <laughs> Compounds with. Yeah. I never learned his name because he wouldn't tell me the name. <laughs> He was his in real character. Name. Yeah, he came into the the parking character, and he would leave in character. And I think his he drove like a red Trans Am or Camaro <laughs> that had sparkle tint, and then I'm pretty sure it's a clowning around on the back. Uh, and <laughs> we would hang out because I was a character animal with Jay Green, and then he was that's awesome. Oh, yeah, a well, clown. Well, so we so either way, like when I talked to him, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I did. I majored in stilting, and I did all this kind for, of stuff." For the listener, just back up. You worked at a summer, like... I worked at Lake Compounds, America's oldest family theme park uh, in Bristol, Connecticut, and I was Kyle the Crocodile, the official ambassador of fun that was an eight-foot-tall purple crocodile that uh, I, d- I did co-character uh, with my friend Jay, who was my oldest friend and in all of my bands, yeah. the singer of Orchid and Panthers yeah. and Violent Bullshit. 
but he was in it too. So I was the handler sometimes and in the suit other times. So we had a dressing room and then Boomer's dressing room was next to ours. And so we would hang out in between. But I forgot talk. you are, you were totally part of this world. I guess I was. I didn't really think about it but, exactly. But wait, so what, what like was was it just um <laughs> that, that brings up an interesting point like <laughs> Baptiste says for the listener, Baptiste is taking this all in. I'm sorry, this dog is so cute. For the listeners, his ears are coming up and he's got his eyebrows and mustache and a beard. I'm dumping my boyfriend and going with that guy. I think he would be fine with that. Your boyfriend and Baptiste, both. But how do you, like, what's what's the first job? As a ventriloquist, like, was there, a, was there a theme park? Was there like kids parties? Was there, that's, how do you, how do you start making it into something? See, that's so funny because with ventriloquism, I've kind of gone like my separate path, definitely, mm. you know, as mm-hmm. I've gotten older. But when I was a kid, I started performing like at kids parties mm-hmm. or schools. And I never liked that. Even as a kid, I just, you know, I, I never liked that at all. And then, um. Sounds like there might be a worse gig in there. I know. There, there's probably, if I can remember, I mean, I'm so old now. It's like reaching back into time, like hundreds of, hundreds and hundreds of, of this years. This is therapy. Ago. We're just digging into your buried <laughs> secrets. We'll be jealous. Yeah, exactly. Cheating on her. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would do that. And then I got, um, this was kind of cool. I got like a, a weekend gig mm-hmm. every weekend at um, a magic store in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana is really close to Kentucky. You know, it's like yeah, ten minutes. Jeffersonville yeah. is like ten ten minutes outside. And and um, I would go and do. I had a duck that was based on Groucho Marx. At this point, this is probably when I'm like thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like fast forward, and mm-hmm. I would perform on the weekends with Fred the Duck <laughs> and sing Lydia the Tattooed Lady, and he would lay an egg, and his leg would fall off. Oh, <laughs> that's a complicated. I mean, bit and he was a guy, so I don't know why he was yeah, laying it. Right. I would go on in between, and there was this really hefty magician that had these magic doves, <laughs> and the backstage was just like really tiny, and it would be this big guy, and he'd always be like, "Carlo, come here," and he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> and he'd be like, "Help me load the doves into my coat." <laughs> so this guy that had this Ew. coat that was way too tight. I know, being a woman in show business, yeah. you'd have to wrap these doves up really yeah. tight in like a sleeve, and then this guy, the coat was so tight, you'd have to shove the doves in these secret pockets, and then he would go out on stage and make the doves come out. You don't see a heavy magician all too often. No, you now they're, they're, right? yeah. they're slim and slender. I mean, I just remember he was always really sweaty, and oh. um, but, but he was really nice, but I remember being like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that... The do- I always felt bad for the doves because I'm like, man, tight. you're being wrapped in like a little sleeve and then you're shoved in some sweaty guy. Yeah, you're right. shoving them in a sweaty sausage in there. <laughs> but so it was from like... I'm a- just thinking of fabulous <laughs> magicians. <laughs> thinking if I ever thought of it. I just, it. by the way, just saw the trailer for the new... There's going to be a movie with Steve Carell and Jim Carrey oh, right, as, yeah. as rival magicians. Really? Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Uh, what's it called? Burt Wonderstone. Burt Wonderstone, yeah. yeah. Look, looks very good. Yeah. Wonderstone. So uh, this this episode brought to you by Burt oh, Wonderstone. You'll like the way you look <laughs> when you're watching Burt Wonderstone. So so even from a young age, you're you're working the magic shop circuit. Yeah, I was like, doing stuff like you're yeah. the Steve Martin of Louisville. Yeah, I think so. And then I started when I was, I think it was 15. 
Um, I started performing. There was a place called the Comedy Caravan <laughs> at Mid City Mall on Bardstown Road, and they uh-huh. would let me do guest spots on Sunday nights. Uh huh. Um, and then I started doing stand up, and also that's when I got my first guitar, and I started playing music, and I've always loved music and rock and roll. Most yeah. of my fi- friends are musicians mm-hmm. and there's been so many times where i've put like the puppet away and been like i'm gonna rock and then, <laughs> right. you know as i get older though i mean i've developed something now that i think no one else does and i should stick yeah. with i like it but right, and yeah. i combine all the music stuff now i can see you know but but then i started doing started doing music in my act playing guitar um i'm trying to think of who i heard that there was a guy named haywood banks that used to perform at the comedy care he he was really big re- regionally uh-huh. and i saw him perform and he would play like the acoustic guitar and um i was like wow that's cool i want to like write some funny songs so uh-huh. i wrote some funny songs and started doing that was doing ventriloquism and then started doing like stand up about like being in high school and stuff. <laughs> classic, classic yeah. material. So I would do that kind of like every Sunday night yeah. and then it got to be like I would get to occasionally get to go do a guest spot on other nights yeah. or right. whatever. So it was really cool that they let me do that. And at first though, there was this conflict between like the puppet and the guitar. Yeah. Cause they're kind of, you know, you know, it's it's tough to to figure out like how do you make the two of them and ultimately yeah. it sounds like you did also a lot of stuff I know yeah. well, like I all of a sudden do... you're like might as well just be in a band like you're dragging <laughs> shit around that's true I mean I used to do when I would do those spots it would be like probably seven minutes right I'd yeah. come out do a few jokes do a funny song and then close with the puppet yeah and I remember when I first came to New York one of my first gigs I did that here and there was an older female comic. That went on after me. I'm just remembering this. This is Paula cool Poundstone. Oh, I wish it was Paula Poundstone. That would be, she'd be like pushing up her That's your Paula. That's my Paula. That's good. Put on the reel. This lady came up after me in New York. It was one of my first gigs. And I rem- remember it hurt my feelings so bad. She went up and, because that's before I was new to New York and I had done like the stand up, the song and the puppet. She's like, wow, what can't that girl do? And like totally making fun of me for like five <laughs> minutes. Oh. Like totally mean. And I was probably like, you know, I think the first time I performed in New York, I was like maybe 19 or, wow. yeah. or something. But so I, anyway, I started doing the comedy club thing in Louisville yeah. and that was cool. Yeah. Do you feel, I mean, that's at once, is, is I, I mean, do you feel that, because there's, there's dividing lines in comedy. Mm-hmm. Even like, do you feel that animosity like ever, or just that was that like a rare occurrence? Um, there was always a lot of that's something that I struggled with when I was younger, but I don't struggle with it at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But when I was like, for example, at uh, the Comedy Caravan in Louisville, I I'll uh, one worst gig that I'll never forget. I'd written a song called I Love Animals, mm-hmm. and it was about um, basically that I love animals, but I eat them all, like all my pets mm. or something. Is like that the really... one that got on Dr. Demento? Yes, yes, Which it is was. pretty awesome. Yes, Amazing, it was. Yeah. Um, and um, I remember one of the first times I did the song, there was this older booker lady at the club, and she came up to me afterwards. You know, and I'm like probably 16 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and she's probably like in her late 40s or something, you know, the bitter con- comes up to me and she's like, Carla, I need to talk to you about, like, I need to give you some feedback on what you're doing. And I'm like, what? And she's like, these songs, they're just not funny and it's just not good. And I just don't think you should, you know, a lot of your stuff just isn't good. And, you know, saying that to a 16-year-old, and I remember I just started crying and I went to my uh, 88 Volvo, silver <laughs> Volvo. 
and listened to David Bowie and just like cried. <laughs> it like broke my heart. And then I, I went to school outside of Nashville and ended up getting to record an album. And then it was like number two on Dr. Demento. And he still plays it every now and then. I mean, right. it's goofy. It was so yeah. long ago that I did that. But, you know, so animosity always toward, and I realize now, I think, because like I was always doing stuff a little bit too soon and experimenting without thinking. I think that threatened older people because if you're younger, it's not that I was really good or anything. It was more like when you have someone that's, you know, that isn't bitter yet, that's right. just like so excited to be there and just is willing to throw themselves against the wall. Yeah. It makes a lot of older people, you know, angry. And that, that happened a lot early in New York. I mean, but then I was lucky to find the alternative comedy right. scene where I've been totally embraced in so many, you know, I end up now on burlesque shows opening for bands, alternative show. I mean, it, it hasn't been a problem right. for yeah. a very long time. And I feel appreciated, you know, by my peers. And yeah. I really enjoy I mean, it's the whole alternative. You guys know about everybody you have on your show is in that scene. You right. Know, basically. Yeah. 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 Because it's just, you know, yeah. Stand up is, you know, I love stand up. And then also yeah. the people are miserable fucks who are all oh, a bunch yeah. of like it just yeah. it's like there's a reason a lot of people are standing like they're solitary loners who yeah. are angry and, and like all- it's it, it's almost easier to continue to be a stand-up as you get older than to continue and like play like music or whatever you know uh it feels like you know to just kind of keep like trugging along right i like also in that story that the lady felt she needed to tell you i know it was it, and, and when I, you're telling me this i'm like no she didn't it that was really not any need it was really screwed up i mean i've had things like that i mean it's like and i think about it because like i see people sometimes I, I mean i'm to the point in new york where sometimes and it's flattering someone younger will come up and be like can you give me feedback or sure. whatever but if i don't have something nice to say i won't say it because i just don't <laughs> I think back on moments like right. that. I just don't think it's very productive to hurt someone. Well, also feelings. the key there is those people are coming up to ask you. Yeah, and also not so, the yeah. unsolicited. Yeah. I need to yeah. tell you you're yeah. a dick. Like yeah, basically, yeah. it's just like, whoa, hey, where'd yeah. you come from? Well, also, I don't feel like a lot of times people have the right to um, interpret people's art when it's, especially if someone's developing something, you really don't know where it's going right. to go or anything. You should really pull out like positive things and reinforce. Construct, yeah, yeah, constructive, uh, constructive criticism. That's my, not criticism. my school of thought. I mean, yeah. I've seen people in the past that I didn't think were very good that are now on television because they changed things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's all a pit. People like different things. I mean, you know, that's why Larry the Cable Guy is huge. Yeah, he is. And I don't know why. I mean, but, you know, huge. people like different things. Sure. Well, then there's also kind of a, uh, like a purist mentality. Yes. In, in a lot of, I mean, you know, there's an alternative scene comedy that is enormous, but there's also... Hardcore special, punk is so purist. Yeah, yeah. There's, the, like, in any kind of... Uh, scene musical yeah. or, or whatever great like there's always going to be someone there. there's always that person there's always that guy and i never i never as some like it, coming from like a musical standpoint like i could never be in a band that just did one thing that just played one yeah. style of i mean not that like we're gonna be fucking mr bungle and like you know <laughs> play like some, you know like i don't mean like that but there's this mr. especially but coming, you were in mr but, bungle very briefly <laughs> especially coming from a you know, well, punk background, it's like, you know, there's this weird uh, uh, relationship between being open-minded but also being incredibly like, yeah. purist. And, like, and I think that that can apply to especially, you know, uh, ventriloquism and comedy. And, and I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. ventriloquism. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, 
Because <laughs> I don't even look what I hear like of a ventrilo. It really does make me laugh. Well, let's talk I mean, about I have that. To add, yeah, I like, swear. Let's talk about like the, the, the world I mean, of do I seem like a ventriloquist to you guys? The no. Typical- <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> Carla Dunham? Carla, oh god, don't get me started. I would like to get yeah, you well, started I mean, on Jeff. Well, that's Donald. the thing is because as like this art form, you know, there's a reputation, and there are people like yeah that like Jeff Dunham. As a child, I thought Jeff Dunham was pretty funny. He was, yeah. uh, and then as you got older, you're like, oh, it's, it's like very broad and, and hom- racist homophobic. and homophobic, like everything. I kind of like feel like i end up going to fight against yeah me too i mean the thing is like i've met him and i think he's um he's really i mean obviously he's great at what he does yeah Yeah. and he's a very nice person it's it's just not my type of thing yeah because of what you're saying the because you like not being racist we live in new york you know it's a different i mean it works for middle america i mean he's one of the top paid comedians (laughs) yeah you know in the in the country he figured out the formula yeah and i think it's good that he's you know, getting ventriloquism on a platform. But my thing is, I've always wanted to do something different with it. And um so our generation can have, like, you know, a, a rock our ventriloquism. You, you know, something really cool and not yeah, yeah. break out of that typical, you know, middle-aged white guy type exactly. of thing. Although right. the phrase rock ventriloquism yeah. also. Yeah. We might need to work on that one a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the idea. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Is because, like, who... Who would be your contemporaries? Who else is doing stuff um, like this? I the way I do it, nobody really. I mean, there's other ventriloquists. Um, my favorite ventriloquist, she's in London. Her name is Nina Conti. She's I know a, her. She has a documentary, right? Yeah, she's phenomenal. That I'm not going to watch. It seems very depressing. And it's actually pretty good. I mean, you should give. I mean, she, I'm going to. And my yeah. wife was like, yeah. "I'm not watching yeah. that with you." It's <laughs> no, like, she, she's, what is it? It's like it's her. Her mentor, she goes and like kind of deals with, but she goes to a place called Vent Haven. They had the biggest ventriloquist convention in the world. Mm-hmm. Have you been? Yeah, I went. I started going as a kid, but, but I mean, she's, she's amazing. And it's so, I'm a big fan of English humor. It's very yeah. English and it's surreal. She actually hasn't been doing ventriloquism that long when I went to London to do some gigs, maybe in like 2001 or 2002. And she actually came to see me. Oh, really? Perform. I was doing something with my Keith Richards puppet because she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm learning ventriloquism." And then, like two years later, she's like super famous because she was because sometimes like people um they pick up something and they're really good at it. And she she was really funny at it, and she's a great ad libber. I think she's really great. Yeah. So so you were going you were going overseas. Um, in your early 20s. Yeah, in college. Let's let's talk about, like, the Keith Richards puppet for a second. Yeah. Well, well, I had had a Mick and Keith puppet made when I was a teenager because I was really into the Rolling Stones, Mm. um, which is weird for a 15-year-old in the (laughs) 90s. Sure, yeah. They were my favorite band. Right. And I'm ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, and I was kind of like, what can I do? Oh, yeah, what if I get, like, a puppet of Mick and Keith? And, and so you like, had them made. Yeah, I had them made. Which I could assume is not uh, an inexpensive. No, it's not. But I, I always had like a job and work yeah. stuff um, in a slave factory. <laughs> nice. And, um, Gotta stitching, make them books. <laughs> stitching together uh, rice sacks and, <laughs> and things. To send Kentucky, over to China. Tobacco sacks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, uh, what, yeah, uh, what was it? Yeah, the Mick and Keith puppet. Sorry, but, but I, I just, 
I thought that was a way to do something different with ventriloquism. And so, and also I loved the Rolling Stones. And then I was in college in Middle Tennessee State and I had always wanted to go to London, like, you know, total Anglophile. And mm-hmm. I started writing uh, a booker on the internet and sending him some tapes and he, um, some videotapes, <laughs> you know, cause that's the way he did it then. And he booked me a bunch of dates, like, that's all, amazing. All around England, but I had also booked some of my own, just like uh-huh. writing people being like, hey, I've had the, you know, and it, it was really fun. Yeah. And it, it paid for the lot of the trip. And then I blew all the money to see that, that I had earned to see Roxy Music at Wembley. <laughs> worth <laughs> it. End. Worth every dime. I was like in the third row and I was like freaking out over Brian Ferry. I mean, like the fact that you made money in the UK is, uh, yeah. Well, well I, was, I've never really made cool. money there. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was way ahead, you know, I mean, my act is so much better than it was then. I mean, I always did things too soon because my mentality then I think was just like, I didn't, I just wanted to do it and you just throw yourself out right. there. Yeah. And do it. So, um, where, where are Mick and Keith now? Are they, uh, they're, they're in, uh, uh, South Williamsburg. They're, 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 they're still- I mean, I, I just don't, um, Cecil's like my main guy. And a couple of years ago, I wrote a show called The Continuing Story of Carla Rhodes and mm-hmm. it has like a backing band. And it follows like the storyline of coming from Kentucky to New York. Yawn. <laughs> but it's a really screwed up, funny story. And it has, um, Mick and Keith. They're my spirit guys. Yeah. So they've kind of been reinvented. Herschel Ragbottoms, who's a bitter artist in the East Village that uh-huh. lives underneath a pile of newspapers <laughs> in Thompson, in Tompkins Square Park. Yeah. And then Underbed Alligator, who, whenever I doubt myself or feel insecure, he comes out from underneath my bed and berates me. And then Cecil, of course. So you've, there have been a lot of, you've, you've had a lot of partners. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot of, but like, you know, mainly, you know, when I'm not doing that show, I'm doing spots on other people's shows. Yeah, right. So I take Cecil around, you know, and I haven't done, Mick and Keith kind of fit in the bigger, and yeah. I've had them since I was a teenager, so I kind of got like burnout on it. I was getting known as like the girl with the Keith Richards puppet, <laughs> right. which is cool, but you can't really take it on tv and yeah you know yeah. i mean re- i mean it's a celebrity yeah right yeah so what uh wait so when did uh, cecil come into the picture cecil is an interesting story <laughs> cecil came into the picture i got him at the ventriloquist convention in fort mitchell kentucky <laughs> nice the one that's they- different from vent no vent haven yeah oh, it is vent yeah, okay. i'm trying to think of i lived on 11th street in the east village it was my first apartment so this is probably 2004 maybe 2005 mm-hmm. and i hadn't been to the ventriloquist convention for years and years because it, it's kind of like what you guys are saying i like kind of grew out of it and i'm like Psh, i don't want to like go hang <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. A bunch of it. I like live in New York. Gross. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I'm hanging out with all these punks and <laughs> yeah. I see Richard Hell walking down the street. I don't need these <laughs> yeah. stupid puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Screw that. But I went and Richard Hell puppet would be. Oh man. <laughs> I know. The way he looks now or the hot way he was in the seventies. <laughs> if it could somehow morph, I would love that. Yeah. Uh. I want a Nancy Spongeon puppet. <laughs> that was good. Sid Vicious and they just <laughs> yeah. stab each Instead other. With needles in. Yeah. Um Yeah, so so you met so 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 you found him. Cecil yeah, I mean so it it is honestly the weird I feel like that I was always struggling with uh, puppets and partners and things until I found Cecil. It's kind of like finding your favorite guitar. Like, for right. example, I had had a lot of guitars and then I found my 58 Cadillac Green hollow body Gretsch. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is my guitar. Yep, right. Um, for me, that was my 78 Gibson Marauder that, uh, ooh. Ace freely <laughs> endorsed. Awesome. Really. The only guitar, uh, really the only guitar I've ever needed. 
You yeah. love it. Yeah. 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 You, you, 83 MIJ jazz bass. <laughs> jazz bass. Do, 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 do. That's my jazz bass. <laughs> Here we go. Wait, who plugged in the jazz whoa, bass? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the bass is in my show. Like, he always gets mad because I love the bass because it makes me, yeah. I'm always like, do, 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 do. Yeah, bass players love that. They love yeah. <laughs> I love the bass. I think it's awesome. Well, I love Yeah, the, we don't get shit on I love at all. the, it's the combination air bass with singing the notes. <laughs> the do, 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 do. Like, It'd be one thing to just do this, but like... Oh, well, and also... But you my, gotta make sure you're plugged in before you go... Doo, oh. doo, doo, no doo. one can see, but everyone in here is doing, like, the bass up to their neck. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm doing right. it wrong. I'm yeah. not even playing... Yeah, well, you're playing like I'm a playing, stand. You're like, playing a fucking... Bill Wyman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a little uh, borderline Entwistle. Back to uh, fell asleep. Oh, he's... he's Ventriloquism may not be his favorite topic. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so, wait, so you so found I'm Cecil? A- <laughs> found him. She found Cecil at this at this convention. It was kind of I'm like kind of like a love at first sight. It kismet. Thing. Yeah. Kismet. Well, it's it's really interesting. I keep saying that, and then I'm not even telling you why. It's <laughs> a tr- it was really interesting, you guys. And I'm out of seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. We'll get you seltzer. <laughs> Give me seltzer. <laughs> So you found Cecil. It's very interesting. It's very interesting is what I've it's heard. It's very interesting how I found Cecil. Well, listener, I'm pointing to Carla's glass. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> pointing to my, my sock. Those are great socks. Thank you, <laughs> Target. So so I go to this ventriloquist convention. I haven't been in years, and there's a dealer's room that's mm-hmm. open every night where all the ventriloquists hang out, and they can buy ventriloquist stuff. And a guy that I had known since I was a kid, he's he's amazing, and he helps run the museum now. His name is uh, Tom Ladshaw, and he he always has kind of the the coolest table at the ventriloquist convention because it's older stuff and records and and puppets. So I go by his table, and I see oh, the puppets. They sell records here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see the puppets on his table. And I'm kind of like, Neh. yeah. And then I look down for some reason. I saw this bright red ear sticking out from underneath the table. And I'm like, Tom, what's that? And he's like, oh, you don't want to see that. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, Ugh, I had it on my table and it's just like, it keeps like scaring everybody. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's really awful. So I just like put it under the table. You don't want to see it. And I'm like, Tom, can I see? No, you don't. It's, it's really terrible, Carla. I don't want to like dig it out. And I'm like, please, can I see it? And he's like, oh, okay. And he pulls it out and it's Cecil. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And he's like, oh, this is Cecil Higginbottoms or something. It had like some stupid name. <laughs> it, it was seriously like Higginbottoms or, <laughs> right. or something ridiculous. I think his name was Cecil though, right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I just like fell in love with it because I had always wanted, um, an English ventriloquism dummy. It's an English style dummy. They're different. They have like the leather mouths and also it was like all beat up and, and weird. And it's also made by a really rare figure maker named Quisto. They're really hard to find. And it just kind of, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, trying it. And of course it broke because I'm clumsy <laughs> and I'm like, Tom, I broke this dummy. Oh, as you're yeah, l- literally it testing broke. him out. Yeah. It broke, and he's like, ugh. <laughs> I t- you know, so I felt, like, really bad. And I'm like, Tom, I really want it. And he's like, and I'm like, how much is it? And he's like, blah, blah, And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't afford that. So I, like, went to bed and, like, was really sad, you know, because I, I wanted it really mm-hmm. bad. And then I was just like, screw it, I'll get it. And um, the rest is history. That's... Because he's really cool, because he was really made in the 20s in London. And, yeah. Um, 
you know, he was like, well, you're going to have to like get him repaired and fix him up. And I never did anything. I kept him all horrible like he is. And he, he actually fell out of his chair. <laughs> it's amazing that you're bringing up Cecil because we, we've got a special guest oh, you do? on the show. I think, uh, I think he might be making a, an appearance here. Really? Somehow he came in this Caribbean Joe suitcase. <laughs> okay, Baptiste is going to freak. I think I might freak too. <laughs> I, I, oh, I uh-oh. sold my salt. Uh oh, as long as you know, right. as long as uh, Cecil's salt uh, so doesn't get. I'll say, I'll say in uh, preemptively. I saw photos of Cecil, and I was like, I might get freaked out by this. This is, this is also this the guy. most. He's wearing a towel on his head. Oh, oh my god! Don't, he has to. <laughs> how do we make him? Oh, let's get his microphone. Uh. Look at this shithole, Cecil. <laughs> Dumpy Polish neighborhood. Oh, my head disconnected. Cecil, where do you want to sit? This is a tight squeeze. At least something's tight in here. Well, Cecil, welcome to the show. Yeah, why don't we make this less comfortable? Did a did a did a pool die on your head? Cecil, be nice. I I gotta talk about the um. I gotta Cecil ask you, you. Well, Cecil, about the 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 hands. It's almost like you got vitiligo. Yeah, you got a little bit of a Michael Jackson thing going on. What happened there? Shut up. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. This is... Wow, you got... I'm sorry, he doesn't... He... It's a bad case of the termites. <laughs> Apparently, so Cecil also. Uh, did you have an accident in your in the suitcase? Oh, my God. You, uh, what, uh, you might have pooched yourself a little. For the listener, there is a trail of brown liquid coming oh, from God. Cecil's and the look on his face. I mean, I hear you, brother. I'm with look, you. Look, I don't know what you had for dinner last night or what coffee you had this week. Your wife. Oh, hey, wow. Well, of course. That would make wow. sense. You guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, this is, it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a rare occasion to have, you know, <laughs> this guy, you know, something that looks like this in, you know, on the show. <laughs> I, I'm going to hope. I'm, oh, yeah, we like need to offer a seltzer. Seltzer, would you like some seltzer? No, I don't want your shitty seltzer. <laughs> He's Fair very enough. grumpy today. Why, why? I had to be on a puppet show last night. Yeah, well, also with a bunch of stupid puppets. <laughs> So wait, so what's your, you know, we know from Carla some of her worst gigs, and it sounds like last night didn't go so great for you. Like, tell tell us, what was your take on last night? Well, uh, last night was fun. I just hate puppets. I had to deal on stage with a bunch of puppets. <laughs> you don't like puppets? What? No, I hate puppets. Well, what's the, what's the, what's your bias against puppets? I just think they're awful people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I... I have no idea what he's talking, I mean, I can't. You know, yeah, does, he's his own man. Problem he's with them, Carla, with what? the puppets. I'm fine with puppets, but I don't know what his problem is with them. Well, let's let's try to get down to the bottom of this. Let's Cecil. get down to brass tacks here. This is, this is, you kind of, you know, you can't just dislike something for yes, you know, for can. no reason. Well, I hate your dog. <laughs> you, well, that's, what do you hate now? Tea? Now, you're, now, yeah, now you're now you're stepping over the line here. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna cut. You're gonna throw me out. <laughs> throw me out the window. <laughs> Well, you know, if you keep talking trash, brother. (laughs) I love this kind of surgical coat you've got. Oh, thank you. I don't know what that is. It's it's my jacket. It looks like it's a bit... Some of us know how to dress up. (laughs) Look at Carla. She looks like a lesbian. What? (laughs) Look at her wearing a plaid shirt. 
She's all like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack or something. Cecil. Cecil, for the listener, Cecil's wearing like this blue kind of three button thing that looks like it hasn't been washed could since be, 1937. Could do for a good laundering, baby. <laughs> uh, but I take it you're comfortable in it. You're nice comfortable bow tie. His bow tie is a little disheveled. Yes. Uh, he's got a little bit of ring around the collar on his nice uh, yep. white button lo- down. Yep. It looks like you have some kind of skin grafting going on. on that. Uh, well, I fell out of the chair two days ago and cracked my face open. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's I, what that was. That's a true story. Did you have to go to a doctor or anything for that one? Carla went to the Greenpoint Rite Aid and got some Gorilla Glue. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> drank a bunch of bourbon and did a very bad job, as you can see. Uh, yeah, well, d- DIY. <laughs> here's a question for both of you guys. <laughs> you, you were talking about the um, ventriloquist tools and stuff that this guy, Tom, had on the table. Like, right. What are some... Like, what are some tools of the trade? Because I'm thinking you just put the hand up and you're, and you're, you know, you're going. He's ha- she's helping you out. But I mean, are there like certain chalks or salves or like? What the hell is he talking? About? <laughs> you just need gorilla glue, right? Yeah, gorilla glue. That's uh. <laughs> well, what do you like? Technical tools? Yeah. yeah like, well, do you have? To, are there aids? Oh, uh, to learn ventriloquism, or if your puppet breaks? Yeah, or like literally to help. Like you I'm almost picture like with guitars, like you can buy oh, like gorilla poly. snot, and oh, you can yeah, buy all this stuff that. to yeah, clean like, it. Yes. And yeah, that's or like, I mean. are there certain like? Is there like a whole like? Could you get a catalog of like? Well, there is. There are certain like I know like at the they sell like dialogue books, so you can mm-hmm. you know get your act out of a book if you can't. Write your own act. You right. There's no way this guy had an act out How, of a book. What? You did not have your own. Your act. I don't know where it came from. I'm one of a kind. What is involved on the star? You've that, 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 that's that's something actually that I wanted to get into. Yeah. Is that you've been doing this for yes. years and years. God. So if anyone's had some worse gigs, yes. I'm assuming that you you probably have a couple of yes, choice I've got ones. Got a bunch of worse gigs like this one right now. This is fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> the worst gig I've ever been on. Getting up early on a Sunday, schlepping across a nasty Polish neighborhood, going up the steps to record a podcast. I don't even know what a podcast is. It's a, it's a little after yeah, your time. Yeah, this is a definitely. relatively new medium. Is this a radio? I don't even know. I hate the radio. It killed Vogueville. I resent being on the radio. The radio is the reason why I don't have a career. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's a lot of new technology you'd be well, very upset about, Cecil. Yes. <laughs> you have a lazy eye, Cecil? What's going on there? <laughs> Just a little bit. That's oh, it. no, I think you made him mad. Uh-oh, I, Cecil. Like, oh, I, I apologize. I apologize for that. Oh, did you make him cry? Oh, oh that's his trigger, the lazy eye thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Cecil. I did not mean to offend you. It's like you, you think just because he's a he's a little guy, you know, he's, you know he's dirty. That there's you can an just insecurity make fun there. I understand. Would you walk up to just any normal person and say, "Look at that lazy eye, poor Cecil"? <laughs> oh, oh, you son oh. of a bitch! <laughs> I, I couldn't not- I couldn't help but notice there, Carla. You were actually picking the inside of his ear with your finger. <laughs> I was, <laughs> or just oh, I didn't your- even notice. Well, he is pretty old. You get yeah, wax build get, up. He does get, uh, I don't know, it's like so, it's like playing an instrument. You just get so uh, kind of used to it. Sure. Did you hear that? She calls you an instrument. She compared you to an instrument. She plays my instrument. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I want to hear some, I want to hear a story uh, from the vaudeville days. Vaudeville I want to hear. Day. All right. S- tell us something. Tell us about like a worst gig that you had. 
way back before. When, <laughs> yep. Once you get comfortable there. Yeah. Yep. Break your leg one more time. Gotta get com- I've got polio, okay? You guys got to break some of my leg. No, no, I forget the 20s. The- oh, my God, that rug is moving. <laughs> it's, it's just the dog. Don't worry, Cecil. It's just Baptiste. He's he's not interested. Uh, unless you find yourself on the floor, he may urinate all over you. But uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, well, that somebody's into water sports. Well, love water sports. <laughs> well, all right, so so tell us a tale. No. All right. Uh, fair oh, enough. All right. All right. All right. So in Vaudeville, this one time, I was uh, opening for Joan Rivers, uh, <laughs> and it was awful. And then I had to share a room with her. And uh, that's one terrible story. <laughs> wait, 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 was she making fun of you the whole time, or was it just that you didn't get the respect you deserved? I didn't get the respect. I mean, and it's Joan Rivers, you know. I actually really love Joan Rivers. Of she course. wasn't around in Vaudeville. Yes, she was. Yeah. I, oh well. <laughs> All right. Wow. Fair enough. I didn't know she was that old. I think maybe a little bit of uh, old timey dementia. Yeah, might you're be gonna have to, Yeah, because Joan Rivers is one of my favorites, and she's hilarious. I don't. She's yeah. Great. I've seen her in New York. I love her. And she's she's one of my she's, she's very uh, uh, gracious and giving to young. She's comics. super like, nice. So I, I don't understand how you uh, didn't get along with her. She was a different person then. <laughs> uh, what kind? Well, what kind of person was she then? I don't like this story. Oh, okay. well, okay. fair enough. Cecil, back up. He's our off. guest. One of our guests. We, you know, yes. We're not gonna, we're not gonna pry too much. It's because I loved her. Oh, she all didn't right. love me back. Oh, <laughs> Cecil. See, now we're getting to the root of it. This isn't a very good story, Cecil. Why don't you tell a different story? <laughs> there was this one time when I was on the bill with, uh, the Nelson family of acrobats and Trixie the diving mule. Really? No, let's hear driving, it. Let's yeah, hear let's it. lay that one out. Trixie the diving mule. Trixie the diving Okay. Um, <laughs> he's having a hard time talking. <laughs> Look, I understand it's this is this is an early this is an early taping for the for uh it's, for, it's the, for the show today. Um, but we're making it work. And Wait, I, what, I did, definitely what, did, what did Trixie do? What was her act? Trixie the diving mule would go up a set of stairs and then dive down into a pool. And it was with uh, the Nelson family acrobats. This was on the D.F. Keith Baldwin circuit. You might be familiar. Yeah, yeah, definitely heard yeah. of it. You know, it was a whole circuit that went through America. You'd go and tread the bulbs of all these Baldwin tunnels that don't exist anymore. <laughs> It was before our time, but yeah, we... He's, I, he's freaking me out. Yeah, what is... I don't even know. I mean, Nelson family of acrobats and yeah. Trixie the diving mule. Yeah, what... Where is this even yeah. going? Yeah, what, what happened there? Well, what happened was the Nelson family of acrobats, they were watching from the wings, and uh, Trixie the diving mule went up the ladder to do her thing, and she missed the pool and landed on the family of the acrobats. Oh, oh wow. That's tragic. Did they all die? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That was. This is not the same Nelson that spawned Rick Nelson and then Nelson, the N- two brothers, I don't, hair metal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I had to, I had to follow that. Oh, you were after them. Yes, it was awful. So the horse literally killed on stage. Yes, and then you was, had to follow. And then I you had to, had to try to kill did, after. They didn't even clean it up. Oh, you just had to kind of step around. <laughs> I think yes. I still see some blood on your on clothes. The from that. I had to do it. And then the stagehand wouldn't close the curtain on time, so I started with a hat pin. It Whoa. was just the worst gig ever. 
That was, hey. it seems like the bloodiest gig well, ever, too. Just entrails and murder left and right. Yeah, and then Jimmy Durante was there, and I couldn't fucking stand Jimmy Durante. He's so annoyed. Why, why didn't you like Jimmy? What was wrong with Jimmy? Oh, God, all that hot cha cha I just wanted to punch him in the nose. Yeah, like, I, no one likes catchphrases. No. What, what's great about this, we're getting some real, like, you're not pulling any punch. Like, this we're is getting, the old like, school. Yeah, you're, you're talking shit about yeah, some it was legends. A hack, you know, Jimmy Durante and that stupid nose. What a hack. He was like the the Dane Cook of his day. <laughs> ugh, ugh, that doesn't sound good to me. Did you ever go drinking with Jimmy Durante? Of course I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, how would you come on? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you don't work him. with Jimmy Durante and not go drinking with him. He was more annoying when he was drunk. Ugh. Instead of saying ha cha cha cha, it's like ha cha cha Bastard. <laughs> oh, poor Jimmy Durante. Uh, what is, what's going on underneath the collared shirt here? Is that a bandage? Is that some kind of, what is that? Oh. Uh, you, you, I, you just want to push. strike another nerve? You're just pushing buttons <laughs> with him, left and right. It's this, uh, it's this collar thing that, uh, it, Put my bow tie goes on it. Oh. Okay. I mean, right now you look a little bit like you were out last night with Jimmy Durante. <laughs> I was. I did a gig and then Carl went home and then I went out in Greenpoint. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Uh, do you have I a favorite bar in Greenpoint? Hanging out in the neighborhood. I got some hipster pussy. Oh, what? really? <laughs> wow. I hate those jazz musicians, but I can deal with it. But you don't mind their jazz cigarettes. No, they're jazz cigarettes. <laughs> I smoke some jazz cigarettes. Uh, do you do you have a favorite bar in Green Park? Carla, this is nope. awful. <laughs> I well, really want to go. Cecil, I'm having fun. I don't want to go. Okay. Um, my favorite bar is Teresa's. It's this weird old Polish bar on the corner of the... Uh, it's kind of near Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Manhattan, and it's called uh, Teresa's, and you go in, and there's just a bunch of drunk Polish people passed out. It's all wood paneling, and they play Polish techno music, and there's no fucking hipsters in there. <laughs> you can go in and have a sniffer for I- what I love is the idea that you're walking down the street, of you course. see the Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, you I don't, do. You don't go in. But you acknowledge the Dunkin' Donuts. Of course. And it's then, a touchstone. You know yeah, where the Dunkin' Donuts is. There's also Baskin Robbins there. If I wanted to, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, if I wanted to eat shit, I'd just <laughs> put my hand in the toilet. Uh, it looks like you have. Yes, I have. <laughs> Maybe that's what the smear on the yes, floor is from. I can't believe that. That is so We have to take a picture of that. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's the mark. You left your mark, literally, in the worst gig ever studio. So I'm guessing it's some... Baptiste nonplussed? Not, but yeah, Baptiste does not give a fuck about But what, what do you, do you like dogs, Cecil? What's your uh, what's your take on... Well, I hang out with Carla, so... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cecil. <laughs> that's a good one, Cecil. You really appreciate your own jokes there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the t- I like that the, there's something is the, the the top of the hair too. I mean this there's hair. Is, going yeah, I don't fantastic. know what he he always looks slightly different. He's got a inner. What are you doing? I'm adjusting <laughs> your hair. Do you use any product in your hair, Cecil? No, no product. It's just naturally gorgeous, <laughs> like <laughs> you, my dear. Oh, Cecil, thank don't you. Don't flirt yeah. with the. A guy. I, I'm a man for one. <laughs> Married. Oh, no. it's all right. 
Well, I am <laughs> married. He's though, looking too. at me. Oh, wait. Married. Oh, wait. So oh, it's hard to tell with that eye. <laughs> he's looking at both of us. He's being really out of control. He's not on the radio that much, so I don't think he knows how to react. You're a maniac. Yes, I, I guess you could say that. <laughs> I would say that, definitely. So, man. I, I don't even know where you, where you go. <laughs> well, Cecil's whole story was he, he, you know, he was a really famous vaudeville performer. Right. Okay. And of course I was. And um, <laughs> he had an unfortunate incident where he got locked away in his trunk for a very long time. And then I discovered the trunk and opened it. And now we're kind of stuck together. Got it. Uh, okay. So you were, you were, I mean, you've been performing since the vaudeville era, but there was a, a long period of time. Long time where I was locked away, and then this sloozy opened my trunk, and now it's stuck together, and I hate her that I gotta stick with her, I'll go back into the trunk. Well, that's a, it's gotta be better than being in the trunk. Some days. Did you, but oh, did you try well. to catch up on all the stuff that you missed? Yes, I mean, I like the internet, you know. <laughs> really, really what do you enjoy doing on the internet? Uh, press Hilton. <laughs> Pornhub.com. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Look, you're not the only one. Cecil, what's that? <laughs> Stuff. Okay. Red well, tube. That's amazing, though, because you're, I mean. Oh, is that? I don't know that. Well, power. check it out later. <laughs> you're coming from an era where, like, there was no available <laughs> pornography to yes, it. Yes, re- was. What? There were really? gits and girls. There were those calendars with the ladies on it, you know, like, whoo. For the uh, listener, Cecil just touched his, his ass. <laughs> but I would guess the the porn is a little bit more hardcore than yeah. it was back in your day. Yeah, I guess so. It's all right. But you're a fan. I mean, granted, if you're a fan of water sports, I'm sure it's like a heyday for you, <laughs> you now. You have to be able to go to the Nickelodeon and put in a nickel and see a lady dance. <laughs> but I got locked away for having an affair with an overage chorus girl. Oh. And um, BF Keith Danley and put me in the trunk. Bastard. Well, it's. Uh, I'm really glad that uh, Carla found you. I'm glad someday. Ba- what do you think? Some th- other days, <laughs> Cecil. What do you think of the other, your other, I guess, co-workers, Mick and Keith, and the alligator? I mean, bastards. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's I don't it. Like him. Is he what? really? You know, he's very lot? jealous. He doesn't yeah. like much. Yeah. What, he wants to be the star. Is that why? Is it you just you want your old vaudeville days back? Yeah, I mean, in the show, in the hour-long show, um, he um, he's the star of the show, oh. like the whole thing, you know. And I think he likes it. And I'm actually working on a um, a show that I did just pick some dust off of his collar. <laughs> Look at it that! It, it might be time. Uh, might, we might, might want to go down for... to the the, uh, the green cleaner. Uh. Yeah, it might be time. I should get him dry clean, but I am working on like writing a whole show around him because I think he's such an interesting character. Oh, I, it's, yeah. It's, it, there's no question. You know, that... and I feel like he he's kind of an endless amount of material if his face doesn't keep falling off. Well, sure. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. How, how was this like a drunken stupor? You you fell on the floor. What happened there? Well, you know, I I came home from uh from the gig and fell out of the chair. No, the true story is you want to hear the Cecil story. <laughs> oh, the true story. Oh well, I, I think I think we should hear the uh, the the true story. The true the true story is, is that I'd had a gig and stayed the night at my boyfriend's, and I thought it would be funny to <laughs> as I woke up early to go at, somewhere, and I put Cecil in the kitchen chair holding a giant butcher knife. <laughs> so when he woke up. That he would just see Cecil sitting there with a giant knife. <laughs> and he saw it, it was scared, and then apparently went on to do stuff, and he came back in, and Cecil was face down on the floor, 
And so when I came back, like there was a huge um, crack. I think he pushed him personally. I uh, it's become a joke because I I think the boyfriend pushed him. I would say yes to There's that. A little child's I mean, play. Well, the thing with where... Cecil, like he reminds me a lot. And don't take offense to this, Cecil, yes. but he reminds me of this old porcelain doll my mom had growing up. Those are scary. That has one eye that doesn't open completely, and so she decided she's like, "Oh, I found it. I'm just going to put it in the living room." So every time I crash at my mom's, I have to walk through the dark to get to my oh, room terrifying. and I walk past this terrifying matted hair doll that the eye is always half closed staring at me and it freaks me out there's a reason Ghost Adventures puts it as an in-between of oh, scenes sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, porcelain dolls no good for me <laughs> my great grandma have one of the I mean they, they are really scary I'm even scared of those the old ones yeah. like, you, do you know what he's talking about they're yeah, horrible yeah. with the, yeah. the porcelain faces and they always have like you know weird cl- they're yeah. really scary they're not like American doll. Yeah, they're like they're, really the, they're the old. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I, hate I, so I feel much. that Cecil probably the, had a few of those in his day, though. Yeah, I'm some porcelain doll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the story of how his fa- he, this crack is from when I was in Scotland for the Glasgow Comedy mm-hmm. Festival, and I was uh-huh. dragging him around in a suitcase, <laughs> and I opened. Up, I was about to go on stage, and a huge chunk of his cheek fell off. And I carried glue with me, and I just glued it on quickly. Wow. He's he's a really old puppet, so yeah, yeah, dragging. I, I got a copy of him made um, late last year, like a mold made of his oh, face. Oh, So amazing. there's a Cecil number two, but it's way lighter. And it, but sure. It's like Slimer, it, one in Slimer yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? You have a clone. Yeah, I do, and I killed him. <laughs> oh. No, it was kind of, because it is different. It's like if you have a favorite guitar and then you switch to another one. Right, the, sure. The new Cecil is just lighter, and it works way better. Like, this is he's very heavy. Yeah. I'll let you guys, you know, pick him up. You know, oh, I you can't. want to. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but you get used to that weight. Yeah, and it's so it's di- the guy did an actual mold of his face though, so it has like all the little cracks and mm-hmm. it's like a Gibson Les Paul. You don't want yeah. that thing light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Breaking yeah, your back. Be like if you got one that was like you know five pounds lighter, you'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. everything would feel yeah. off. Well, listen, I think to bring everything here kind of full circle as we do, a question for the two of you guys. All right, what do you think of the word? Gig. Gig? I prefer skit. <laughs> Old school. I don't even know. I uh, I actually like the word gig. I always say gig instead of show because yeah. it's more rock and roll. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I always use gig. Yeah. What do you guys think of the word we, gig? We have a... We, we get answers... All across Acro- the board. across the board. I I we I think we speaking for both of us. We we came from more of a show back. Okay, we're going show. to see a show. If you because it's always in my brain. It was like I never was going to a concert, and I wasn't oh. playing gigs when I was a kid because it was a punk show. Oh. So it was a show. Yeah. It was a show. Everything's a show. And the and gig was kind of you think of the soft gig bag. Yeah, oh, gig bag so kind of ruined it too. Gig see, bag's a terrible see, thing. See, gig. I I've always kind of said gig. Like I have a gig tonight. Yeah. And a lot, of co- a lot of a lot of comedy why. people uh, tend to use gig yep. more and like and not in, a, in an ironic way at yeah. all. It's just kind of like yeah, got a gig. Whereas, I have the performance tonight. <laughs> I like that. That's regal. Yes, a performance. Well, you are a regal guy. Yes, I am. Cecil uh, and Carla. This is you guys. Well, Cecil, thank you for coming. Uh, whoever right. else is here, whatever. See you later. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank uh, you for having me. No, I mean, first of all, uh, look, I don't know. You're an old guy, but I, I, I feel like there's this. It's a new year. 
There's plenty of stuff that can happen. Um, I don't know what's going on with, with your bowel situation right now. <laughs> but the only thing I would say before you go back to wherever the hell you came from, <laughs> you got to get home safe. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Worst gig ever. 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 ever.